When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ooh, baby, I'm feeling good today. Very good indeed because it is race week, baby. I'm just taking the private chopper from the palace over to the Piv International Racing Circuit. Can you, I can see him. The millions and millions beneath me starting to walk over to the magnificent circuit. And what a huge banger we have for you today. I go on another rant about Imola and the problems with it, as well as the schedule Formula One have in place. It is so stupid. There's more five-star reviews. Pierre Gasly likes Monaco and he shouldn't as well as the top five performances from the first three races so far, as well as much, much more. But as we start to make our final approach, and we begin to touch down, it's now time to hand the mic over to a man. A man that loves to touch down more than NFL players. That man is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week. One man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. Woo! That! is right ladies and gentlemen never fear because it's your main squeeze Cordy here aka the Cordopotamus butt naked as always getting ready to ooze in the jacuzzi as I bring you an absolute banger at the 81 billion dollar pimp international racing circuit 63 miles long seats 44 million screaming adoring fans and if you look down there all the way down there, mile number 59. You can see our track cleaner, 102-year-old Doris, on all fours, just the way she feels comfortable cleaning that track. She also is out there looking for my Fermi. So if any of you guys happen to find it, please don't hesitate. 
Just park it on up in there as it is the Park It In My Fermi show. The number one comedy F1 podcast in the entire world, according to my mum. We've got all the news, opinions, discussions, results, reviews, previews, love triangles, Emma Lawrence, and more. Episode 132 charging at you like you're a wall and the episode is Nicholas Latifi. You can't escape it. But don't be a Debbie Downer. Just head over to parkitinmyfermate.com to download the previous 131. Or better yet, look at the subscribe and follow button and give it a nice seductive spanking like it was a long lost lover. That way, you get to be the first in the world to hear this. My sexy, soothing, smooth sounds three times a week and there ain't a damn thing wrong with getting down and dirty, rolling around in the slot with the cool Depotamus three times a week. So change into something a little more comfortable. I suggest getting butt naked, just the way the Almighty intended. Let the oils run from the head down to the tippy toes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Will Will we get any more racing laps or not? What jeopardy at the end of this Grand Prix, the end of this World Championship. Will there be any more racing laps? If there are, then Verstappen has got the tyres to really do something with them. And lapped cars will not be allowed to overtake. It's not mandatory in the regulations, which leaves Verstappen with a lot of work to do then. Lapped cars will not be allowed to overtake. Yeah, of course. Typical decision. It's classic. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Why aren't we getting these lap cars out of the way? Just give me, well, because Christian, just give me a second. Okay, my main big one is to get this uh, incident clear. This is the safety car coming in this lap. We think it should do, could do. Lapped cars uh, to overtake the safety car. Uh, so Norris and Alonso and Ocon and Leclerc and Vettel to and overtake it's it. And it's, it's ending. Wow. So uh, there's confusion, but the safety car is coming in at the end of this lap. So they, those back markers allowed to overtake the safety car. Michael, this isn't right. It has left Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen side by side. Hamilton will be ahead. Verstappen is absolutely desperate to get on with this on that soft compound tyre. We're going to have one lap of racing to decide the championship in 2021. Hamilton has the advantage. Verstappen has the faster, fresher tyres. And we have got 3.2 miles of racing action all the way to the chequered flag as the crowd roar the drivers on to the final lap of this race and Verstappen sets after Hamilton. Is it going to be a first world championship for Verstappen? Is it going to be an eighth world championship for Lewis Hamilton? Where can Verstappen try and get past Hamilton? First overtaking zone is normally down into turn five. Is Verstappen far enough back? He's going to make the lunge down the inside. Hamilton sees him coming. It's a late lunge by Verstappen who takes the lead of the race. Verstappen now snatches the championship trophy from Lewis Hamilton, who's trying to fight back. No DRS for two laps, so Lewis Hamilton will not get the rear wing open. He's now got he's going to go down the outside. If Verstappen keeps it tight and neat, but he hasn't, he's gone a little bit wide. This race that started with controversy is ending with controversy. No, Michael, no, no, Michael, that was so not right. Here comes 
Blocks Lewis Hamilton though, down the back straight. He's got a slipstream. He almost touches Verstappen. They almost make contact into turn nine. Verstappen stays ahead of Lewis Hamilton. Of all the drama, of all the controversy, of all the magic moments in Formula One in 2021, it comes down to this. And at this moment, it looks like it's going to go the way of Max Verstappen. Mercedes not happy. Red Bull will be delighted. They have shared a brilliant championship battle, but the championship can only be won by one, and it's going Dutch in 2021. Max Verstappen, for the first time ever, is champion of the world. Lewis Hamilton finishes in second place after leading for so, so long. Oh my lord, Max! Oh my god! My God, just how fucking entertaining was that last couple of laps? Holy shit. Like, I don't care if you're a Verstappen fan or a Hamilton fan or you thought it was a joke or not. My God. I... Does that go down as the most iconic race now in the history of Formula One? It has to be in the conversation. Holy shit. It was just... Oh, I relive it. Like... You know, every few weeks, it's just incredible. More and more amazed by it. But anyway. Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That is exactly what you need to go do. Go ahead and give them a like. Slide into the DMs like your Kelly PK and Max Verstappen's run out of money and she needs to find a new lover. And I'll catch you. My arms are wide open. I'll hold you tight. I won't let go. But we're about to go racing Imola this weekend. And also, did you know the weekend after? No racing again. Because the calendar and the schedule is horrendous. Because for some reason, then we need to go to Miami to then come back and then later on in the year go over to the Circuit of the Americas because Formula One is stupid sometimes. And that's okay. I'm stupid sometimes too. It happens. But we're going to go race in Imola this weekend. So let's concentrate on that. But we need to stop pretending to absolutely like this track. You do. You fans love it. It's really starting to piss me off. I'm really starting to get mad. I've contained my rage for as long as possible, but I shall unleash my fury upon you like the crashing of a thousand waves. You have made me very angry. Very angry indeed. I got a lot of problems with you people. You're going to hear about it. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds. Oh my God. He's going to blow. I'm pissed. I am pissed. Because I've talked about this many times before. But Imola sucks and you know it. Don't pretend to like it. Don't don't do it. Because I've talked about it many times. We have Imola coming up this weekend and we need to get it the fuck off the calendar. I posted an article on Twitter the other day. If you want to check out the articles, go to parkinginmyfermate.com or have a look on the socials. I do share them onto them as well. 
And I was talking about the reasons why Imola needs to go and is no good. This is the response by an Italian Twitter user, William Dell'Aquila. He was not a fan. He said, man, go fuck yourself. Let's see what will happen this year with new cars. Imola represents the great racing history of Italian teams. How many constructors championships all German teams have instead of Italian teams? The great F1 of 80s and 90s raced here. Why actual one cannot? Okay, so there's a bit to unpack there. He's got some points. But one of the points I mentioned was that we've only had two Italian F1 world champs. And they were 70 years ago. They were in the first few years the sport was around. So why do we think that Italy is some super successful F1 driving nation? What, because of Ferrari? You mean the constructor that was made famous by a German driver winning five consecutive world championships in it? Or Nicky Lauda, the Austrian? 13 of their 15 world championships have come from non-Italian drivers. But because a lot of the parts on the car say made in Italy, you're going to claim that's the reason we need to have a race in Imola. And yes, we will see what happens with the new cars. I literally wrote that. I think it's the first line in the article. I think William Dell'Aquila needs to stop romanticizing a circuit that is boring as batshit. Just because something has history doesn't mean we need to have it represented in the sport. We don't mention Nazis' history in motorsport, but you look through the record books, there's a whole bunch of Nazis that raced and won races. Hell, right now, we're fucking Russia right off, but the Russian GP has been around for a long time. We are racing there before World War II. You talk about Germany like it hasn't won anything. I bring up Germany because I wrote in the article we should be racing, having a race in Germany. The amount of history that place has in Formula 1. And they know how to put on good events too. The tracks aren't boring. There's many of them. And it's always, always interesting to watch a German GP. But Germany, they've won the last eight fucking Constructors titles in a row. If you want to talk about Constructors championships... You're going on about Ferrari that haven't won since 2007. Germany, eight in a fucking row. We're evolving the sport. We need to look at recent history and not romanticize stuff from the 70s and 80s. There's a reason why races at Monaco and Imola are boring now. Because the tracks were designed for smaller, slower cars. Those two tracks coincidentally have the least amount of overtaking on the calendar. So William on Twitter, you can shut the fuck up. I get that you're passionate about saving your precious little Imola and you want to keep that on the schedule. But what's even more annoying is Italy has another fucking race on the calendar already. Have you forgotten about Monza? Did you forget about that one? It's not like we're missing out an entire country here. It's not like it's the World Cup (laughs) because Italy weren't in the World Cup in 2018 and you're fucking not in it again in 2022. The thing is though, I like Italy. I love the pasta. I love the pizza. I've traveled all over Italy. But get the fuck over yourselves. You've got one GP there already. Stefano Dominicali is from Imola, or he resides there. I don't fucking know. So it's always going to be on the schedule. It just shouldn't be. I shouldn't be thinking about Carlos Sainz shirtless when I make love to my wife. But that's always going to happen. It's like Thanos. It's inevitable. So why are people obsessed with Imola? It's the fucking guilt that it has. We're guilted into loving it. Because in 1994, Ayrton Senna tragically lost his life there. 
So I think people have this thought that if we don't go to Imola to race there, we're spitting on the grave of Senna and are just going to forget about him and his legacy. That's not true. In 2006, we stopped racing there and only started up again in 2020 because Italy didn't give a fuck about COVID. And they said, yeah, you can race in Italy. You can have three races in Italy. We don't give a fuck. And in 2020, we had three. But the last two races there at Imola, the most recent ones, they've been trash. Especially that first one, the 2020 race in Imola. Do any of you know what actually happened in that race? Tell me right now. Tell me what happened 2020 Imola. Lewis Hamilton won. Then five seconds back, Valtteri Bottas. Then nine seconds back, big dick Danny Rick, Daniel Ricciardo. Max Verstappen had some car issues. Yeah, pretty fucking memorable race, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It's the one we always go back and watch, isn't it? I'm surprised we still aren't talking about it now. It's not brought up every single moment. I don't know why. The 2021 Imola race was a little bit more interesting. But why was it interesting? What made such a difference in one season? Why was 2020 boring and 2021 interesting? Oh, that's right. It was fucking raining in 2021. So it literally took an act of God to make Imola a half-decent track. Every interesting incident from that race happened because of the rain. Hamilton going off, then reversing back onto a live track. Illegal move, mind you, but the FIA decided to look the other way and you keep talking about how Michael Massey was in Red Bull's pockets. Well, they could have disqualified Hamilton then just saying we're moving on. Russell and Bottas colliding. Take a listen to Kimmy's hilarious radio moments after that happened. Safety car now, because that's Valtteri Bottas and George Russell who are out of this race. Oh, yellow where you are. Watch, yeah, watch what they bring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Got sprayed with all kind of It's gonna be safety car. Okay, Kimmy, your safety car window is closed. Safety car, Odyssey. And there is a lot of debris on the track. I know, because it just happened. I know. I know. My car is full of Oh no. We are checking the tire. But yes, like I said, all these things happened because of the weather. Think right now, the most memorable things to happen at some iconic tracks. Abu Dhabi last year. Hungarian Grand Prix with Lewis being the only one starting the race. Adelaide back in the 90s with Hill and Schumacher. Senna versus Prost in Japan. There, there are all these moments. But your precious little Imola, the famous one. It's known for one thing and one thing only. And that's May 1st, 1994, the death of Ayrton Senna. You've got Monza already, Italy. You do. There are so many circuits out there that are more deserving to be on the schedule than Imola. And you all know it. It's literally there so that the head of the Formula One can go home and see his extended family once a year. But what do you guys think? Am I overreacting or am I right like I always am? Let me know on the socials at Parker and my firm mate on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. But now it's time for your stat of the week. I'm a stat man. Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, stat time, yeah. Oh, so much stats, so many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, 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 yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. I am a stat 
man. Woo! But we're three races in to this season. We need to start tracking the scored points in every round, drivers. Yes, that sentence made sense. The drivers that have scored points in every single round so far, and you know we're already down to just four. Charles Leclerc, who got a first, a second, and a first. He's sitting pretty. George Russell, a fourth, a fifth, and a third. And he's second on the championship. Sir Lewis Hamilton, a third, a tenth, and a fourth. And finally, Esteban Ocon, a seventh, a sixth, and a seventh. Well done. Consistency breeds championships. So if Mercedes keep going like this, there is no telling what they can't achieve. Just need some fucking upgrades to come in. And it shows you right there. Charles Leclerc is so far ahead because he's getting the points finished every single time. It makes sense. Red Bull, you can't even finish races. But if you could, you would be in the points. Who knows where you'd be sitting. But that was... Your stat of the week, bada bada bee, ba ba bada bo. He's a stat man. Ooh, that was a good stat. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Ba ba da ba dee, ba 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 da bo. Ba 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 da bo, ba da ba dee, ba 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 da bo. You listen to the show, you give it five stars. You go to Apple Podcasts and you give it five stars. What are you waiting for? Give it five, give it five, not four, not six, but give it five. And I'll read your review out on the show. No matter what you say, I just want you to know. Give it five stars, give it five stars, give it five stars. And I will read it out. Go now and give it five stars And I will read out your review No matter what you say Slide into your DMs like every day Five stars Five stars I sound like an angel Can you tell I made this whole thing up a five stars? No no, you can't tell. And you do sound like a very, very sexy angel indeed, called him from a couple of months ago. Woo! It's simple premise. You go to Apple Podcasts or iTunes, you leave a five-star review, and you write down whatever you want, and you'll get it read out. But I broke a promise. Because there was a five-star review. I didn't read it out. I know. I calm down. Guys, don't get angry. Don't get angry. Now, I'm not sure what happened. I only saw this five-star review when I actually went to a different website to track myself in the iTunes charts because obviously I'm expecting ones next to the uh, name of the show. Oh, yeah, number one in this country for this. Yeah, number one here, number one there. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it didn't happen, but it makes sense that that's what I'd probably be trying to see. And there it had a list of all my reviews, and this is where I found this one. This was left on the 29th of March, so a few weeks ago, and I missed out on this. This guy's probably sitting back, going, fuck you, Cody. I loved your show, man. Not anymore, man. I hate you, Cody, man. And I'm sorry. Because this guy's done the right thing. He went to Apple Podcasts or iTunes. He left a five-star review. He wrote something. But now he needs it set out. This is by Duda206. Duda, D-U-D-E-R. 206 he writes or she probably a he 
best sports podcast you'll find. Yes, I said sports and not just F1. Honest reactions, hilarious references, and accurate analysis. The dude abides. Oh my lord. Duda 206. My God, my man. I mean, I'm fired up. I'm full chub. All the blood in my body has now circulated in my plums and my shaft. That's how excited I've gotten from that review right there. Oh my God, man. You've, you've just, you've touched the heart. You've touched me deep inside. So much so I'm going to have to file a police report. But I mean, hey, go to Apple Podcasts or iTunes. If you guys also want to touch me in any way you want, go there, leave a five-star review, write whatever you want. And it'll get read out for the world to see. If you just want to say hi to your mum or grandma, because you know they're listening, they're probably over in the in the studio with me, at the in the jacuzzi. Yeah, I got a few grandmas in the jacuzzi with me right now. Mm, those wrinkles are getting wrinklier, baby. But yes, that's all I got to say about that. Except, oh, Klaus, what's happened is the water in the jacuzzi has done something to my anus and now I just need to shit non-stop. Explosive diarrhea, Klaus. Explosive diarrhea. God, you guys to stop shitting in the jacuzzi. I haven't done it yet, Klaus. I'm about to though. So please, please, Klaus, please. Just entertain the people. I'll be back in a sec. generations, people would watch cars go by until they finally wanted them to go by fast. Racing was then born. And who was going to talk about all the racing? Why, Caldi, of course. Welcome to the Pocket in My Ferme Show, the number one comedy F1 podcast in the world. Here's your host, Caldi. Oh my lord, what a first half that was. Thank you, Klaus and voiceover man for doing your thing as well. Big first half, I just got pissed off at Imola again. It happens. We had a five-star review from Duda206. You're the man. As well as I gave you a stat of the week, right? But don't go anywhere. Big second half, Pierre Gasly says something stupid. I'll pull him up on it. As well as a Cooldies. Top five most impressive drives this season so far. You're not going to want to miss out. But don't... Hey, also, make sure you subscribe and follow because a couple of shows coming up before Imola... We're going to need to start breaking down everything that's happening there. And I'm going to give you all my predictions as well in those episodes. So don't dilly-dally like your homegirl Sally from the Valley. Jump on board right now. Klaus, fade me out, baby. That's it, my gorgeous man. Woo! Let's see what Kimi Raikkonen touches to lose that front wing. Back of the car, step over the line as he picked the power up through turn two. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me, Kimi? Radio check. Radio check. If you can hear me, I need more charge. Okay, give me box, box if you can hear me. Can you hear me now? No, negative, negative. I can't hear you. But I can hear you now. Yeah, box, box if you can hear me. Still well here? No, I can't hear you. Can I hear me? No, negative. But your answer still If you can hear me, Kimi, we will go directly in. Can you hear me? Check. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? I'll hear, I hear you. Okay. Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, do it. 
I don't want to have to remind you again. Just go and give them a like. It means a lot. I've got. I'm very insecure, and it means a lot. Uh, but now gather round, Uncle Cody. We need to have a little bit of a chat. Yes, you, everyone, gather round because it's about Pierre Gasly. He thinks losing Monaco would be a shocker. You mean the French man who would be upset if the Monaco GP was taken away? You mean one of the few people, the rich Formula One driver from France who could afford to live there would be upset if it was taken off the calendar. Let me guess, Charles Leclerc who lives there would also be upset as well. Lando Norris who lives there, he's going to be upset as well. Look, no one is suggesting it'll be gone anytime soon. In fact, the race is coming up in a month or so and they are in talks to extend it another three to five years. Despite the fees required by Liberty Media to hold the event there, they're still going to look to do it. In La Gazette de Monaco, it was written, I'd like to refer to what have been read in the press, where it is said that we may struggle to keep organising Grand Prix races beyond the 2022 event as early as next year. It was implied that the fees required by Liberty Media were too excessive for Monaco and the Grand Prix would no longer be held. That's untrue. We are still in talks with them and much now and must now seal the deal with a contract. Look, of course the rich, powerful nation of Monaco don't want to appear poor and weak. No. They can afford anything. Don't be stupid, you morons, you stupid idiots. You want a billion dollars for a race? Too easy. We'll give it to you. A trillion for... No problem. One squillion and the infinity stones? I can do that. Piece of cake. There you go. So let's go back and actually have a look at what the ridiculous reasoning Gasly had to why it should remain on the calendar. That would be a bit of a shocker if Monaco gets taken out of the calendar, he said. It's probably the most iconic race in the world. Talking to non-F1 fans, everyone had heard about Monaco for various reasons. Whether it's racing, whether it's party related, whether it's all the action that happens around the Grand Prix, it's a very iconic weekend. Oh my God. Pierre, come on, hold up. So you're saying now non-F1 fans know about Monaco. They know about the iconic Monaco. The party scene of Monaco. Do you think they know more about that? Or the party or nightlife of Monaco? More so than the party or nightlife of Vegas? What? Okay, if you get a whole bunch of people right now, non-F1 fans, and you say, what city is more iconic, Vegas or Monaco? Who do you think they're going to side with? I get that Vegas hasn't got a racetrack yet. And hasn't put on an F1 event in 50 years. But are you telling me non-F1 fans think Monaco for their party vibes and not Vegas as a city for it? He goes on to say this, I think and I really hope we get to experience it as drivers because it probably is the toughest track of the season. The most challenging and is my favourite one. We know F1 nowadays, there are a lot of things involved in how to plan the whole season. So we'll see what happens, but personally, I really hope we can keep them over the next few years. Yeah. You, you know those things involved? Those things involved? It's called money. That's all that's involved. Cash. You want it around because it's your favorite track? That's fine. But as an F1 fan, 
You want non-F1 fans to latch onto your sport to never let go? Change this fucking track. It's about as much fun as an over-the-pants hand job when the girl isn't even really interested in it. Have you ever had one of those? Took me an hour and a half to come. But let me know your thoughts, please. It seems to just come up every fucking year. Yay or nay for Monaco? Oh, but it's Monaco. We've got to have Monaco. Yeah, well, 50 years ago, we got to have women in the kitchen cooking me dinner. Where's that? I'm starving. It's all right. I've got a team of chefs working around the clock back at the palace. I'll take the chopper back home and get a meal. Oh, fly the meal out here on the chopper. I don't mind. What happens when you're one of the richest men in the world, most powerful, most handsome, biggest muscles, huge package. It's just the normal stuff that comes with it. But is it time we finally fuck this thing right off? That's Monaco, not just me. Head on over to the socials at Parker by Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Oh, Klaus, did you have a look up there? Yeah, in the in the corporate boxes, the penthouse suites here, overlooking the entire track. You know, I got some pretty special architects in here to make sure that they can do that. And you want to get tickets up there? You want some of your mates? Some of your family members to get up there, Klaus? Not a fucking chance, but you know how they can get there. Because I'm looking up there right now. There are some seven extraordinarily good-looking people having the time of their life. Unlimited double Midoris on ice served by a topless 99-year-old Doris. She's letting them all hang loose. Handing out those double Midoris on ice. Woo! The Legends Club is what it is. The absolute pinnacle of Cooldy fans the pimp parking in my Fermi Legends Club. It's exclusive. Oh, you bet your sweet behind it is. We've got Austin up there, Anthony, Caleb, Chris, John, Sam, Taylor. These guys know how to party. They're having the time of their life. Do you want to be part of the Legends Club? You want your family and friends to get in there, Klaus? Well, you need to tell them. Go to patreon.com slash parkitinmyfermate. Link is in the description. You get them to sign up. They'll get their name read out on every single episode, as well as their name in the show notes below. Plus, super secret discount, 20% off. You get a little code, special code to use over at the Pimp for Merch store. Pick yourself up a nice silk embroidered oh, pimp robe there. Not bad at all. Couple of hoodies, couple of shirts, couple of mugs. Why not? Grab it all, baby. Woo. But more importantly, you get access to the, oh, the corporate suites. Oh, the penthouse suites up there. My gosh, it's a party, baby. I'm going to come and join you guys as soon as I'm done with this. You guys keep rocking. Woo! That was a free, 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 free. Awesome job. Awesome job. What the lion. What the lion. <laughs> and we are P5 in the championship. Front of Lando. And uh, then behind the house. <laughs> What did you? What, what are you? A smooth what? A smooth potato. What a year, guys! What a year! Vamos! But now it's time for Cody's top five. Top five most impressive drives of the season so far. So we're going to look at individual performances right now. Now again. This has got nothing to do with the car. Some people have poor cars. You'll see, you'll see in this list here, some people in horrendous cars. They're just 
hold on, take it the extra mile, get themselves across the line, get themselves some points, when really they shouldn't be getting points at all. I mean, we've seen some unbelievable stuff and we're only three races in. 20 to go. I'm excited. I'm very, very excited. So let's get on the way with... Cody's Top 5. Number 5. Sir Lewis Hamilton's performance in Bahrain, first race of the season. Yes, a lot of luck had to take place in order for him to finish on the podium, but it was a great drive as well. After an incredibly slow outing in qualifying and practices, it looked like Mercedes may only be a midfield team. They really struggled, but they put that to rest with Hamilton beating his teammate and getting himself onto the podium. Only nine seconds off the pace. Amazing, amazing, amazing effort. Next up. Cody's top five. Number four. This is Max Verstappen in Jeddah. Ooh. He managed to beat out Leclerc with some amazing DRS chicken towards the end of the race and get himself his first and only win of the season so far. It's his first actually crossing of the line so far. Take a listen to that unfold. Klaus, roll it. Verstappen pointless after the first race. Leclerc is the championship leader. Verstappen on the inside. This time is just hanging back a little bit. Has patience. Finally found its way into Max Verstappen's vocabulary and vernacular. And is the patience going to pay off here? Because Verstappen has got DRS down the main straight. Charles Leclerc can't cover him off. Verstappen takes the lead at the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. And there are many in the grandstands who like that as Leclerc goes too deep into turn two. Verstappen leads and it's been building and building. Can Verstappen now hold off Leclerc? And now you don't need patience because they're going to be racing to the chequered flag here. And it's not like Verstappen can come back this is Leclerc. It. If Leclerc can't get this move done or can get this move done, out of the final corner, Max Verstappen emerges in front. Such a close battle once again. And this time around, it's Max Verstappen that wins out. He takes victory in the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. And Charles Leclerc comes home in second place. It's a Ferrari double on the podium as Carlos Sainz manages to take third. Next up, Cody's top five is number three, Alexander Albon. They raced me too hard. In Australia, only a week and a little bit ago, driving at what, a squillion miles? A thousand laps? On the same set of tyres, it seemed. It was a moment where the Williams were like, we're just out here to prove a point right now. They wanted the other teams to stop and take notice. Hey, we've been shit for a few years now, but we can just go as well as you other lot. We don't care. Check this out. And Albon on old fucking tyres in a Williams was setting some half-decent lap times, got himself a P10 and a point for his troubles. Well done, Alex. Coming in at number two, though. Cody's top five is Kevin Magnussen in Bahrain. He is in a fucking house and it had us all shook. What a drive by K-Mag, a.k.a. the Viking Princess. He managed to get himself a P5 in a fucking house. A fucking house. And finally, number one, Cody's top five. Charles Leclerc in Australia. Man could do no wrong. From start to finish, it would appear boring because he was that fucking quick. He was that far out in front the entire time with no competition. Gets himself a grand slam, led from start to finish, 
pole position, fastest lap, and the win as well. That's been the most impressive drive this season. Take a listen to him crossing the line, Klaus. Charles Leclerc keeping up Ferrari's happy hunting ground in Australia. His three previous career wins have come from pole. Make that four career wins from pole position as Charles Leclerc takes the fastest lap of the race and wins the Australian Grand Prix. Perez finishes on the podium, takes second place, and for his first podium of the season, George Russell comes home to finish in third, ahead of his teammate Lewis Hamilton in fourth, fifth for Norris, sixth for Daniel Ricciardo. But ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. That was... Cody's Top 5. Most impressive drives of the season so far, Sir Lewis Hamilton in Bahrain, Max Verstappen in Jeddah, Alex Albon in Australia, Kevin Magnussen, the Viking Princess in Bahrain, and Charles Leclerc in Australia. But what do you guys think? Did I miss out on any impressive drives? I'm sure I did. I'm sure I did, but I just think these five... Woo! That was something special, man, but that was... Cody's Top 5. Well, ladies and gentlemen, episode 132 done and dusted. She was quick. She was quick today, but I need to get something out there because we've still got another two shows to come before Imola at the end of the week. So you've got to get yourself very, very excited. Whew. Go check out parkingatmyfermo.com if you've missed out on any of the previous episodes. Also, the socials as well. Make sure you give them a little like. Don't be afraid. Go there. All right, com slash merch as well to pick yourself up something pretty. Use code podcast exclusive 5 for 5% off, but if you want a further 20% off, well, then you've got to go over to the Patreon and sign up to be a legend. Join that Legends Club. You get 20% off on top of that 5% off. Also, you'll be up there in the penthouse suite with the other legends. We're talking Austin, Anthony, Caleb, Chris, John, Sam, Taylor, these heroes. They're having the time of their life. They're absolutely going nuts up there. I'm about to go up and join them. I can't wait. Hey, guys, save a couple of drinks for me, yeah? <laughs> Woo. Might have to take the chopper home. Might not be flying at this time. Am I right, Klaus? But everybody, as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Podcast Network.